It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slopes a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for the Jets Dolphins pregame report. So for that, we bring in our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's up, brother? I, I am embracing the cold yeah. as it is finally starting to hit us and surround us. And the best part about the cold for me, I, I mean, I love the cold. I'm one of those weirdos, but allergy season, I need allergy season to be done because this year has been the worst year of my life when it comes to that. So bring on the cold even more and I'm ready to embrace it all. I am definitely not going to be embracing cold season, but I don't really have any choice other than to live with it. So that's what I'm going to do, just the same way that I'm going to live with the fact that the Jets are 2-7 and seven and headed into this matchup with the Miami Dolphins. We'll get into the injury report in a second, but first I wanted to talk about some of the things that were said late in the week. A little bit of news, but some was blown out of proportion. Robert Salas said, Zach Wilson is mostly healthy, but the confidence isn't there yet. But what he was talking about was Zach Wilson's confidence in his knee, that got blown out of proportion by some people that saw the blind quote and ran with it. They weren't saying that Wilson lacks confidence as a football player. They were talking about the confidence in his knee. Jeff Ulbrich making some headlines by saying that the players are working their quote asses off and that he's not going to be scrapping his defensive scheme or making any kind of wholesale changes. They'll tweak with the new faces coming in and out. I get what he's saying, but the way he spoke was very, very defiant. That could come back to bite him later on if this team continues to give up 45 points. He's got to learn how to message better. That's something that, as we saw, Chris, in a very different way, really got John Idzik in a lot of trouble. And in fact, I would argue probably cost him his job. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Ulbrich here, but he's really got to learn how to be more of a politician. C.J. Mosley on the idea that the Jets need wholesale changes. I've never been on a team that threw out their defensive scheme because they had injuries. So, again, I get what Ulbrich was trying to say, but he's got to learn how to say it in a more diplomatic way. Joe is cool. Watch him. He's cool. He's like the other side of a pillow, Michael Carter said about Joe Flacco. I've never felt like a rookie. They drafted me to play. That was another quote from Michael Carter. Interesting. He may not feel like a rookie, but he is one. However, as he said, he is playing, and he's playing very well. Mike LaFleur also said that the draft is, quote, a crapshoot. I'm not entirely sure what he was referring to with that quote, but he's obviously not wrong. So, Chris, before we get into the injury report, any thoughts on what was said here, including what was said by Ulbrich and Salah? Of course, Salah's words, as we know, twisted a little bit. Yeah, well, we'll start with um, the the knee and the confidence thing. I say, I say this um, 
all the time too. Uh, fans are always complaining about the beat writers, and I get the complaints uh, mostly. Um, but sometimes fans have a responsibility in this in this equation as well. And come on, guys, you you should have been able to understand that that was that tweet was just shorthand. Uh, that the the confidence is not there in his knee yet. You, you should have been able. I can understand if maybe you're saying I think he means this, but I wonder. No, you should have been able to understand and work out that that is shorthand for the confidence is not there, meaning the confidence in the knee. And sometimes when you're in a presser and you're trying to tweet out what was just said and you want to get it out there as quick as possible before the next question comes around so you're still paying attention, sometimes you end up tweeting in shorthand. And a lot of times you're going to get angry or mad or uh, about a tweet. And, you know, listen, especially with Rich, Rich gets snarky. Um, this this is something we all get snarky and fans tend to react more hostile to Rich's snark. Um, but sometimes you're reacting more to the fact that they're just trying to get the tweet off it in time to get back so they can hear the next uh, question. So that that's what happened there. That was shorthand um that that's that's obvious like it's one i how many times have i talked about this you with injuries you have you get back to 100 percent healthy so you can start working out again and then you get back to you're in playing shape and everything and then you have confidence in it uh you know i've been playing a lot of tennis now i've lost a, a decent amount of weight over this last couple of months it helps when i was first starting if i'm running to my right and i had to plant and start to my right i had no confidence in my ankle because i was too fat my ankle's old i had no confidence in it and that's what he means that's very simple thing there um as far as Ulbrick, you know i'm gonna go with the cj mosley route here on this when have you ever heard uh i i get what you're saying and you're not wrong but when have you ever heard of uh a, a defense being like, no, nope, we're scrapping our entire defense in the middle of the system, or middle of the season. And this this one, I, I will say, you can sh- share a little bit of blame on uh, the beat writers because what you're saying is fair, but it's fair because beat writers will get after you for, you know, the slightest little thing. But he really should answer that uh, defiantly. No, we're not changing our entire defense in the middle of the season because we have some injuries. That's that's not what happens. That's not how it works. Um, and then the, if, if you go and you do that, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of trying to develop the young guys in the first place. So uh, this is this is a thing where, you know, there's not a lot going on. Uh, everything's looking bad. So uh, people take something small and meaningless and make it into a bigger thing. Uh, so I think that's kind of what's happening here. Um, I, so again, I, I, I'm in the CJ Mosley camp on this. I do get what you're saying and don't disagree that Oberg probably needs to find a way to say that better, but it's also just a ridiculous premise that I'm fine with him rejecting on his face. One other thing that I forgot to mention, Chris, was a quote by John Benton, the offensive line coach. He said that early in the season, Elijah Vera Tucker was missing multiple assignments per game, and in the last four, he's missed zero. As we've seen from our film reviews on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel done by the Thunder from down under Luke Grant, Elijah Vera Tucker has just been an absolute monster. He's shaping up to be not only on the all-rookie team, but in consideration for a Pro Bowl berth as a rookie. The makings, perhaps, 
of a perennial pro bowler here. This is exactly what Joe Douglas thought that he was getting when he traded up to draft Elijah Vera Tucker against the advice of all the analytics dorks. Yes, I said analytics dorks because that's what they are and they have their little formulas and they don't look at anything as far as, okay, this guy is just absolutely dominant. It's okay to pay a little bit over this formula price that I arbitrarily created. So if he continues to do this, Jets fans are going to love it. And also, Joe Douglas is going to look smart for doing it. He has been everything that the Jets could have asked for this rookie season and then some. Listen, the longer I do this job, I don't like to, uh, you know, pound the chest too hard talking about being right in draft situations. But this is a situation where I feel like a victory lap is in order because it's the analytics people who are arguing against making moves like that. It's there. There's no freedom in their system. It's just everything has to be just by the numbers, exactly how they see. And that's not how life works. Like, yeah, we all know that things can have an 80% chance uh, to, to succeed or fail, but that 20% is going to come through 20% of the time. That's going to happen. So maybe you're looking at this and saying, oh, Elijah Barrett Tucker has a 27.6% chance of working out. And if you trade up for him and that's not a good thing, well, 27.6% of the time it is going to work out. So if you feel you can identify that, then go ahead and take that chance. It's similar to something like playing blackjack. You know, there's, there's a lot of moves uh, where you just stick by the numbers and yeah, you're, you obviously, uh, you know, the dealer's showing or whatever, and you got 20, you're going to stay, but there's other ones where it's closer to a 50, 50 and go ahead, go with your gut on those ones. That's fine. If you watched enough of Elijah Vera Tucker and you think that, no, I believe in this guy. Then I then I'm I think it's worth it going to take that risk. Um sometimes you have to be willing to go past the numbers. And the like they're they're still sitting there saying, Oh no, it was still the wrong decision because the numbers say this. No, no, man. Sometimes you got to go against the numbers on stuff. Uh otherwise, what's the point of ever hiring a GM? Just run a computer program to just run your 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 team that fire joe douglas but work up some computer program to make every single decision and and let that happen save a bunch of money on that too uh what's the point you have to be able to use your gut to be able to use human intuition to be able to say okay we have a whole bunch of draft picks. I can package a couple of them to move up to get this guy that I really like and really want to solidify the offensive line. And also Joe Douglas being a guy who's putting more emphasis and importance on that offensive line. Um, we we were very vocal at the time, uh, uh, pushing back on the people saying this was a bad trade. Uh, and we were very vocal on that for a reason because we had confidence in Elijah Vera Tucker just like Joe Douglas did. And these people that were criticizing it, they didn't spend a second watching Elijah Vera Tucker. It was just the numbers of it. And that's what people complain about when it comes to analytics 
And that's what gets frustrating is because it's just the numbers with some of the people. Analytics are great, and we all want to use the numbers as part of the decision-making process, but it's not just the numbers. And uh, it's – I don't it, – it, analytics people remind me of – People that, you know, uh, like Jordan stands that are always, no matter what, going to say Jordan's the GOAT. The problem with arguing uh, with Jordan fans for me was always not their stance that Jordan's the GOAT. Is their arguments always felt like it, there was it saying that nobody could ever possibly be better than Michael Jordan ever in the history of time now. And like they'll use stuff like, oh, well, his sneaker sales. And it's just like, oh, what does that have to do with how good he was at basketball? But so they just stack the deck so it's impossible for, in their mind, anyone will ever be better than Jordan. And that's what analytics people say. It's impossible in their mind that anybody can ever uh, replicate what these numbers can tell you. No, numbers are wrong all the time, too. And again, that's what your numbers are saying that it's going to be wrong a bunch of times. If you can identify those times when it's wrong and you go make that move against the grain and it works out, that's going to give you a leg up. Speaking of Elijah Vera Tucker, Chris, he is questionable for the game today. Looks like he's going to play, though. Nathan Shepard also questionable. Zach Wilson is doubtful. We know he's not going to play. Joe Flacco starts. So it looks like basically the only one that we would have expected to potentially miss this game was Wilson, and he is going to miss it. Vera Tucker and Shepard are probably going to go. Yeah, most likely. Of course, you know, there's, there's still a healthy amount of players on the IR that are, aren't showing up here. So it's not like the Jets are completely healthy here outside of Zach Wilson. But, yeah, the, those two look like they're going to go. Um, and as far as the immediate help, it, it looks like it's just Zach Wilson that won't be able to go this week. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Chris, let's try and make people some money this Sunday. Dolphins minus 3.5 over the Jets. What do you think? All right, so I'm going to repeat my disclaimer from last week that I don't have a great feel about this game as either, especially the Dolphins have not been good this year. Um, I, I, I'm willing to throw out the last week, the Thursday night matchup against the Ravens as just football happened. Um, and they've, they've been kind of a mess. Obviously, the Jets have been kind of a mess, but I'm I'm a roll with the Dolphins on this one. I just... I, I, I'm going to need to see the Jets uh, straighten some stuff out before I'm ready to take them on anything at this point. Over under 44.5. I got, I got to go under here. I, it's possible, but man, there's, there's just not a lot of offensive firepower in this game overall. That's, that's a, that's a pretty high number for a, such a lack of offensive weapons. Touchdown props. Miles Gaskin minus one Oh seven. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm still gonna go um yes to pretty much all the Miami running backs at this point. Just <laughs> go ahead and bet on all of them. Jalen Waddle plus one fifty. I should add Miami running backs are not good either. So, um, Jalen Waddle one fifty. Give me a yes on that. Mike Gesicki plus one seventy. Definitely yes on Gesicki. I I I like him uh, and you know. Jets, Jets passing defense. I, I think a second can get one. Preston Williams plus three fifty. Uh not not enough confidence in him. He's not con- consistent enough uh, 
he had turned into what the Dolphins fans had hoped. And yeah, so I'll stay away from there. Tua Tagovailoa plus four ten. Ah, uh, Tua, 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 boot or sneak? Uh, no, no, I gotta say no. Albert Wilson plus four hundred. Ah, <sighs> this is plus four hundred's not bad, but again, I just. I don't feel comfortable enough that he's he's getting enough opportunities at that to do it. It'll have to be a big one, I think, for him. So I'll say no. This is a really interesting one. I guess it's assuming that Tua may get hurt in the game. Jacoby Prissett plus five fifty. Oh, uh, that I I think they they have been bringing him in in certain situations, whether to throw a deep ball or to do like a uh, a goal a QB sneak. So that could be possible. But yeah, just. Very limited chances there, so I'll say no. Salvan Ahmed plus five twenty five. Yeah, like I said, all all the not just I shouldn't limit this to Miami running backs. And until the Jets prove they can stop somebody <laughs> on the ground, just bet yes on all running backs the Jets face from here on out. Adam Shaheen plus six hundred. Now, now I'm I'm more much more comfortable with Gasecki though. He could be one of those the sneaky under. Under the radar guy that that catches one. Isaiah Ford plus five fifty. I mean, sure, why not? Mac Hollins plus seven hundred. <sighs> the return of the Mac. Yeah, uh, he's probably not worthy of me uh, dropping that. Uh, so now, Durham Smythe plus six fifty. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, and I, I feel like you waited a little <laughs> bit longer than last week, but no, no. Patrick Laird plus ten fifty. No, no, can't can't do it. Any other Dolphins player that wasn't already mentioned plus thirteen hundred. Sure, give me it. Let's let's roll something on it. <laughs> Michael Carter plus one eighteen. Yeah, I got I got to say yes on that one. I, yeah. Corey Davis plus two twenty. No, not on, not on touchdowns. I can't. Can't trust him to score a touchdown necessarily. If this was a prop bet on dropping a pass, that would be a pretty <laughs> solid bet, I think, at this point. Ty Johnson plus two eighty. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna. I I think I'm just gonna go with Michael Carter and Ty Johnson here on touchdowns, and and that'll be it for the touchdowns for me. I at which is me saying the Jets. Best chance of scoring a touchdown, I think, is with these two running backs, most likely as a receiving back at in that moment. Elijah Moore, four touchdowns in the last three weeks. He's plus two eighty. Yeah, this this is tempting, of course. Um, you know, last week was a, a garbage time attack on one, but otherwise they haven't been. Oh, Miami's secondary. I'm I'm gonna say no, but it's not the worst decision if you want to go ahead and roll at that 280. There's, there's a, a probably a, a you know 30, 30 to forty percent chance if I want to channel my inner analytics guy. Jamison Crowder plus three ten. No, I'm not Crowder. I, as usual, I like to stay away from Crowder from the end zone ones. Um, but racking up some yards and catches, sure. Tevin Coleman plus four eighty. Ah, yeah, that's right. Tevin Coleman working his way back into the mix. But now I I do like the odds there, but I'm going to say no. Ryan Griffin plus 525. Yeah, just on principle again. No, (laughs) every week it's just on principle. Braxton Berrios plus 600. 
You know what? Plus 600, this against Miami, um, the, the Miami kid, pretty boy. Uh, I, I, I think he sneaks in. I think he can sneak in one uh, later in the game. Keelan Cole plus 800. Keelan Cole catching a Joe Flacco touchdown. There's something poetic about that. There is something poetic about that, but I can't, I can't bet on four different jets to, to score a touchdown. I, I, I can't bet that that's going to happen. So no. Denzel Mims plus 800. Yeah. As much as I would love to, I'm, I'm just going to respectfully say no. Here's one. Joey wheels, Joe Flacco plus 700. <laughs> Joey Wheels. Uh, no, 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 no. Trevon Wesco plus twelve hundred. No. Lamichael P. Ryan, is he still on the team? Plus thirteen hundred. <laughs> he is still on the team. I would not uh you could you could make that plus thirteen million and I would be passing on the bet. Jeff Smith plus fourteen hundred. Yeah, plus fourteen million, pass. Any other player on the Jets that hasn't been mentioned yet, plus seventeen hundred. No, no, no. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going no on ones that are mentioned too much for me to go yes on ones that aren't. Here's an interesting one, by the way, and I think it's actually worth considering in this particular game. Normally, I would say don't bet this, but considering the two teams, it might be worth a shot. No touchdowns scored in the entire game, plus 12,500. Yeah, I threw, I threw a little something on that. You know, again, you don't have to throw 400 on it, throw 20 bucks on it, something like that. I'd, I'd throw something on that. Uh, I, I don't think it's got a, a, a strong likelihood of, of, throw, of turning out that way. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend betting on that with the expectation that it's going to hit. Let's put it that way. You want to throw a little something on it on the off chance um, because I don't uh, expectation is it won't hit, but it could hit. And that's a nice payout if it does. Player total passing yards. Joe Flacco over under 228.5 to attack of Iloa over under 257.5. Oh, wow. That's that's a super low number for Joe. I'm a, I'm gonna go over on that there. Uh, to uh, this is this the problem with betting these bets against the Jets is it's so hard to tell you know, how much are they gonna need to pass because they can run the ball so well here. But I so I, I this would be a stay away for me. But if you're making me uh, bet it, I'd go over. Player total passing touchdowns. Joe Flacco and Tua Tagovailoa are both over under 1.5. Give me the over on Tua and, uh, yeah, it, it would be a stay away on, on the Flacco, but I'll, I'll go under. Total completions. And for some reason, Joe Flacco is not listed here. Only Tua. Over under 22.5. Yeah, that means they can't figure out a good place to uh, put the Flacco ones. Um, <laughs> but that that's simple. There, I'll go. I'll go under on the completions again. I Miami's not a good running team, but again, the Jets are so bad at it. I think that they can uh, lean again on the run there. Tua won't have to pass as much. Total pass attempts again. Only Tua is listed over under thirty four point five. Yeah, I'll go under. I'll go under. Same same logic there. I'll, I'll roll with the under. 
Total interceptions thrown. Joe Flacco, Tua Tagovailoa, both over under 0.5. All right. So I will stay away from uh, the Tua side of this. Um, I'll go, though, forced to to go. Ah, that's tough. Because, you know, the Jets haven't been forced in a lot of turnovers. He he likes to just throw one up every now and then. So I guess if I'd have to pick, I'd I'd throw I'd say go over. But I feel much more comfortable going over with Flacco here. Uh, give me the over on that one. I think he throws at least one up against the secondary. Total receiving yards. Let's go through some of the Jets here. Michael Carter is over under 25.5. Jamison Crowder is over under 38.5. Corey Davis is over under 50.5. Ryan Griffin over under 13.5. And Elijah Moore over under 34.5. You know, honestly, I I think I would go on the overs for all of them. I I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my stance and say no to Ryan Griffin just off principle again. <laughs> but I, I but I I think he should realistically hit that number. But again, just off principle, I have to say no to everything Ryan Griffin related here. Um, I, but those those are very small numbers to hit. I I would think it's unlikely that all of them hit. But I'll, I, if if this makes sense, I think it's unlikely all of them hit. But I still feel like all of them should hit. <laughs> um, and, but they're not going to have enough yards for all of them. But if if you were to bet on all of them again, excluding the Ryan Griffin off principle, I I think you're going to win most of them. Uh, so go ahead and do that. I I do very much like uh, the Corey Davis uh, there to to rack up just over 50 yards. Again, he's he's still producing decently statistically. If he could just hold on to the ball and not have these drops and not have the fumbles, he'd be having a great season. Um, so that's not a lot of yards there. Elijah Moore, I think he can continue there. Crowder, of course, rack up. Uh, you know, you got to think that Joe Flacco. So just to, uh, overall on all of them, again, just on principle, no to Ryan Griffin. As far as Miami goes, Mike Gusecki is over under 53.5. Miles Gaskin is over under 22.5. And Jalen Waddell is over under 63.5. Yeah, so the, I, I love the Gusecki bet. And I, I think I would make that my bet of the, the day. Um, I, I, I like the Gaskins one, too. Again, we've seen how bad the Jets have been against defending the screens lately. So that that's probably right under the Gusecki of the day, and Waddle that that's that's a number he should be able to hit. I think he should be able to clear that comfortably. The only hesitation in that again is that how much are they going to need to be throwing the ball? I could see him getting to like sixty in the first half and then seven to run it the rest of the way. So I I would stay away from that one. And uh, but. Yeah, if you force me to, I'll I'll take the over, but I'd stay away from that one. Player total receptions, and the only players listed are Miami Dolphins here. Miles Gaskin is over under 3.5. Mike Gusecki is over under 4.5. And Jalen Waddell is over under 5.5. Give me the Gusecki one. Uh, give me the over on him. Um, under slash stay away on the others. 
Uh, well, I don't know if I should, I should just say stay away. I don't know. The the Gaskins one under th- three seems too small, but I also don't feel confident in saying four. Again, just because I don't know how much they're going to need to. Player total rushing yards. Michael Carter is over under 49.5. Miles Gaskin is over under 48.5. And Tua Tagovailoa is over under 10.5. All right, stay away slash under on Michael Carter. Give me the over on Gaskins. Um, no, the only hesitation there is if you know they just decide to go to somebody else to run the ball um, more. Mm-hmm. I think that the I feel confident betting uh, Dolphins overs on the ground here again, knowing that they're not a good running team. Um, and yeah, two, two, likes to take off Tua likes to scoot. Uh, Tua can scoot for 11 yards. Give me that. Go, go ahead. I'll take me the over on that. Tua can scoot all purpose yards. Michael Carter over under 78.5 miles Gaskin over under 75.5. Uh, see this, this is more my speed with Michael Carter. Um, and it's not Michael Carter's fault, but the jets, uh, Offensive line run blocking is still eh, not quite where we would like it to be. So uh, I, I'm very uncomfortable betting his rushing over. But if you give me the combo one, I'm a lot more comfortable. Um, not totally comfortable, but a slight lean to over there. Uh, a much bigger lean to over there for Gaskins, though. I, I feel much more comfortable rolling with Gaskins on that one. That That's, that's right up there with the Gusecki bet for me. Now to close out the show, we'll get our picks for the week from our friend Walter Cherapinski over at WalterFootball.com. Walter, welcome back to the show, sir. Thanks, Scott. So going to begin with the Jets as usual. They're three and a half point home underdogs against the Dolphins. I actually like the Jets this week. I, I know that may sound crazy because Joe Flacco is starting, and I think that's a terrible decision for the long term. But for this game, I think it's their best choice. Uh, Mike White and Zach Wilson are both terrible against the Blitz, which is important because uh, the Dolphins Blitz at the second highest rate in the NFL. Uh, Joe Flacco is pretty neutral against the Blitz, so I think he can handle uh, the Dolphins pretty well. Uh, meanwhile, Miami's offensive line is pretty dry. So they have trouble covering these high spreads. I don't think they deserve to be three and a half point favorites on the road, even against the Jets. I know they just beat Baltimore, but they're coming off this big emotional win. I think they're going to be flat as a uh, as a favorite in this game. So I like the Jets here to cover the spread. Uh, so moving on, um, the team that that played the Dolphins uh, last week, Baltimore, they're minus six against Chicago. Uh, I like the Ravens to bounce back. They're coming off an embarrassing loss. I like betting teams coming, good teams coming off embarrassing losses, and Chicago's going to be down Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, and Akeem Hicks, uh, three of their best players. Uh, so I, I, I think Baltimore is going to bounce back with a big win. Uh, I also like Jacksonville plus six and a half against the 49ers. Uh, the 49ers are another team coming off a big win. Uh, so a lot of people are going to be eager to bet them this week. I think 70 percent of the actions on the 49ers uh, the 49ers historically have not covered the spread very well as a high favorite uh, meanwhile Jacksonville has played pretty well recently uh, I know that sounds crazy but it, think about it in their past four games uh, they've had one bad game against Seattle their other three games they beat Miami they beat Buffalo and then they lost to the Colts by six uh, and yet they outgained the Colts and averaged more yards per play uh, they only lost because of that block punt return for a touchdown so if it wasn't for that I think Jacksonville could 
could have beaten Indianapolis, and I think we'd be looking at this game a lot differently if that were the case. I also like the Eagles minus two and a half against the Saints. So earlier in the week, I like the Saints uh, a little bit more, but the Saints are, are going to be without Alvin Kamara and three starting offensive linemen, including two of their tackles. So it's a big disadvantage against the Eagles, uh, plus the Saints have to play on Thanksgiving against Buffalo. So they could be looking ahead to that game. Um, meanwhile, I think this, this game means more to the Eagles. Uh, they're out of the wild card race, and I think they uh, they need this win to get back into it. Uh, so moving on to uh, – I have two more games. Uh, the Redskins plus three and a half. Uh, against the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers, uh, yet another team coming off a big win uh, last week. They, they clobbered the Cardinals, but the Cardinals are missing Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Pugh, a, a bunch of other players. Uh, so that win wasn't as impressive, and yet uh, there's so much hype with the Panthers now because uh, Cam Newton declared that he was back. Uh, he only played nine snaps last week, so I think he could be a little bit rusty uh, as as the full-time starter uh, now. Uh, meanwhile, the Redskins, uh, they, they looked pretty good last week against the Buccaneers, and I think people have forgotten that in the wake of Cam Newton's uh, hype. Uh, the Redskins beat the Buccaneers by 10, um, and they, they looked really good. Uh, I know they're going to be without Chase Young. Uh, he hasn't played all that well this year. Uh, Carolina is going to be missing two starting offensive linemen, so I still think Washington could rattle Newton. Uh, meanwhile, Taylor Heineke is really good against the Blitz. Uh, the the, uh, the Panthers blitz at uh, the third highest rate in the NFL. Uh, and Heineke's, um, you know, he played the Buccaneers last week, and they also blitzed at a high rate. And we saw what he did to Tampa. So I think he, he could have similar success. Meanwhile, Antonio Gibson is going to be able to run all over Carolina's defense. Uh, so as for the last pick, it's, it's in the late slate. Uh, Seattle uh, plus two against the Cardinals. So uh, Kyler Murray might be back this week. Uh, we, we're not sure yet. Uh, but he's not going to be 100%. Uh, he was limited all week in practice this. Meanwhile, um, Russell Wilson was uh, he, he practiced fully all week, so that's a big advantage to Seattle. So I think Seattle is going to bounce back in a must-win. Uh, meanwhile, Arizona is going to be in first place no matter no matter what happens the next time they take the field. So this game's not as important to them. And it's also worth noting that this is the this is going to be the fourth time Seattle is going to have their entire offensive line on the field uh, for a game. And uh, two of their other uh, games like that, they they beat Indianapolis and Jacksonville in blowouts. Uh, the other one was last week against. Green Bay, but Russell Wilson wasn't healthy, so I, th I think he's going to bounce back, and I think I like Seattle a lot to win this game, so those are the WalterFootball.com Week 11 picks. Back to you, Scott. Thanks, Walter. Make sure you check out everything they're doing at WalterFootball.com. A lot of draft content, plenty of gambling and fantasy. It's all there right now, and it's constantly being updated. WalterFootball.com, and check out everything that we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Lots of film breakdowns. There are going to be plenty of them after the game from Luke Grant. Kayla Pace has her commentaries, Pace's playbook, so make sure that you check those out. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes for the podcast yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Elevate your summer with Osea's best-selling body care set. It's everything you need for radiant summer skin on the go. Featuring travel sizes of Osea's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral skincare, like their best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Right now, you can get the best-seller's body care set, a $78 value, 33% off. 
and use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER.